0: The CNBC app, global market news in one place. Customizable sections and personalized alerts. Stocks tracking, interactive charts and market insights all in your hands. Stay connected, stay informed. Download the CNBC app today. Very good morning everybody, this is Squawk Box. TikTok could go for a US IPO in a bid to avert White House sanctions. If President Trump signs off on a deal with Oracle and Walmart, sources telling CNBC its fate could be decided over the next 24 to 36 hours. Bankia and CaixaBank seal a deal to create Spain's largest lender with as much as 700 billion euros in assets.
1: Meanwhile, you've got S&P putting Grenca on negative credit watch as the rating agency waits for the findings of an accounting investigation whilst the founder, Wolfgang Grenca, hits back at the claims from short-seller Viceroy. Plus, European and U.S. officials turning up the pressure on Britain uh, with Mick Mulvaney saying the good fight agreement must be protected whilst the Commission President Ursula von der Leyen says she's convinced a trade deal can be done. I can tell you that a lot of things go on behind the scenes. Some we're allowed to tell you, some we're not. But one that Jeffrey and I both looked at in the last six or seven hours is, when did Walmart get involved? (laughs) It's like, that comes as a shock to a lot of you today. went to bed thinking, yeah, Oracle, is it going to happen? They've beaten Microsoft. Is this neat deal going to pass through the administration as well? Mm. Um, Has the personal friendship of Mr. Ellison and Mr. Trump, is Mm. that going to sway? But then you wake up and you say, Walmart?
0: Uh, yeah, because it seems to be a natural fit with a short video clip app.
1: <laughs> no, they're fighting Amazon in the technology right. space. I'm sure we can make a good segue there somewhere, or we'll just rely on someone who says, yeah, it was always obvious. It was yes. always, we always knew that Amazon, uh, the Walmart wanted to get involved in short video clips as a way of selling more produce.
0: Yes. Okay. But, but, I mean, we, we've now got some MA action on our own side of the Atlantic. Oh, lovely
1: segue here. How are you, by the way? I'm very well. I'm just killing time because I can't be bothered. Oh, I'll read it anyway. Go on then. Okay. <laughs> you um, so we read in the headlines, or Geoffrey did, about <laughs> Kaisha Bank um, Bank. It is Friday. just got to put up with me on a Friday. Jeff has to do it every day. Uh, right, let's see what Kaisha Bank says. It says the merger should be completed during the first quarter of 2021. Kaisha Bank says that. Um, uh, they're going to acquire significant holding in Kaisha Bank uh, of around 16%. That's Frob. F R O B um, says once the merger has been executed, the interest in Kaisha Bank of criteria, Kreisha will be continued to be around 30%. Okay. Uh, earnings per share for Kaisha Bank expected to increase by 28% compared with the market estimates for 2022. Wow, that's interesting. That's a huge increase, isn't it? Uh, annual cost synergies around €770 million Euros and new annual revenues of around €290 million are expected to be generated. New annual revenues of 290 Well, that's interesting. OK, there's lots of interesting things here. An exchange ratio of 0.6845 shares in Kaisha Bank Fair, each share in Bankia. I love the way that we are now doing a lot more mm. soothsaying and auguring of the future with a lot of statements as well. It doesn't matter if it's the um snowflake valuation that we can look out and we don't have to look at the multiples on the sales front and say they're ridiculous or yes. we can have the federal reserve telling us what they're going to do right to the end of 2023 and we take them at the word that Cateris peribus that's where it's going to be yeah. and here as well we're getting the carrot dangled out to 2022 about extra sales and extra volumes and extra profitability as well i think the only thing they can say is they know how many costs they're going to be taken out of it and that's the number which is enticing people to go for this deal.
0: Yeah. uh, And um, inevitably, we look at this story against a backdrop of incredibly low bank valuations globally. Pressure not only from um, the reduction in business activity that we've seen as a result of the pandemic, but largely ultra low interest rates and we know we've got negative rates in europe so very difficult for a lot of these european banks to make a decent net interest margin and i I saw um just as we were coming to the program this morning that the fed is now having a good look at the interest uh, at the um dividend payment Um, uh, uh, restrictions that are currently imposed in the United States, because the Fed has obviously realised that what they need to do here is improve the outlook for the banking sector. And one way to do that might be to allow the banks to restart dividends and remove the cap here. What are we doing here in Europe? Well, we continue to, to kind of tinker, it seems to me. The central banks continue to urge governments and banks to do more at this point, whilst we've spent the last 10 years, it seems, with both governments and banks ignoring uh, the advice that they've been given from the central banks. You've done a lot of the heavy lifting on bringing down interest rates and trying to encourage economic activity. Look,
1: let's, let's just look at this logically. And, and, and if we had a, a, a Novo board or other boards are available, mm. uh, I would have it up behind us now. You have two banks. Mm. You have Let's look at us, driving the ball, because I want to, I want to explain this visually, Rod, thank you. Right, oh. so you've got two banks, and oh. you've got two cost bases, and you've got two sets of revenues, and two sets of profitability, two sets of NIMS, uh, and two sets of delinquencies, yeah? Mm. You put them together. The only thing that actually materially changes is the cost base potentially. Yeah, yes. you can cut cost base. You can take out tiers of management. You can stop duplication. You can perhaps, uh, in where you've got two branches opposite each other in the same street in Spain, you can close one of those branches, or you can close both the branches and go fully digitised as well. So you can address aggressively the cost base as well. How? does, the merger of these two institutions, good or bad or whatever, how do you change mm. the overall profile of the revenues incoming? How do you change the overall profitability of new business coming in? How do you change the overall delinquencies or non-performing nature of the loans that you have with that? And I struggle with all of those latter questions because, yes, you have a short-term Philip. It's like if you have some highly caffeinated drink before mm. you come on show, you get a rid of a buzz but it doesn't change your overall performance over a longer period of time if you don't carry on having that caffeination. And an M&A deal is a one hit wonder, i.e. in many cases you do that, unless you're going to inject a new impetus because this new bank is so much better and it does things in such a different way. Mm. I don't see how it changes all the other profiles going forward. So for them to say in 2022, this is what it's going to be, this is how we're going to improve our revenues, this is how we're going to improve anything other than the cost base, that's a shot in the dark. Uh,
0: All the numbers agree with you. The All the numbers agree. All they the do. numbers agree with you. The the NPLs uh, have been, what, uh, above 5%, uh, I think, for Bankia. Um, the uh, return on equity has been somewhere below 5%, I think, over the recent period. The low single-digit return on equity suggests that people would rather put capital to work in other types of businesses, in other types of industries, because mm. you're not generating decent return. I mean, the problem for these banks is they've taken a long time to get to the point where they've started to think about mergers that would take out costs. And let's face it, in a digital age, do how many branches do you actually need? Some countries have been a little slower to see those shifts than others. There are so many areas where perhaps they could improve the performance of the bank but at the moment with the economies that we have ultimately you are shrinking to grow which is what these banks are doing at this stage.
1: The return on equity of European financial institutions compared with other parts of the world has remained dramatically lower. Now we need to look at structural issues rather than just the number of European banks. It is not just about whether we have a lot of small banks with X profitability or a load of large banks with Y profitability as well. Because as we know, the amalgamation of banks in the United Kingdom, the proposed maybe talked about amalgamation of two of the biggest banks over in Switzerland, Mm. certainly the big banks in Germany, it has not dramatically changed their ROE perspective compared with their peers, especially in the United States, which is dramatically higher. no, I was just going to wrap up and because I know we're getting pushed on because they no, were No, no, about no. This TikTok, is the story. It's but, breaking um, news. Let's carry on. No, I
0: just want to say there will be a time when you buy the banks. The interesting question yeah. is, do you buy them now because they look very cheap on a relative basis?
1: Are banks a product of A, their own actions, or B, the structural issues in the economies that they're working with? And the answer is clearly both. So there is only a certain amount of self-help they can do. You've got some excellent leaders out there in the banking sector, and we are privileged in our position to speak to some of them as well, whether they be some of the top Dutch bankers or the top Italian bankers or some of the top um, British bank leaders. And you and I are thinking of very similar names, I know, when we think of the good ones as well. They can only do a certain amount of self-help. They need support from the ECB in terms of what ECB policy is. They need support from the growth measures from the underlying economies. It's the same plea that Draghi always made. If others can't actually uh, take responsibility for the actions of the continent. There's only a certain amount the central bank can do and in the same way, there's only a certain amount the individual banks can do.
0: We're going to spend a lot of time talking about this uh, merger through the rest of the programme this morning and we'll get you some analysis uh, from the guests we've got coming up. Um, Let's talk a bit about ByteDance. The company has proposed a US IPO for TikTok in a bid to avoid a Trump administration ban on Sunday. This, according to CNBC sources, the Chinese social media giant has also designed a deal that will see Oracle take a minority stake alongside Walmart. President Trump will reportedly make a decision over the next 24 hours. Uh, Sam, so is this a deal that Beijing can climb aboard?
2: Well, that's the big question, Jeff. I just think this really does go to show that uh, this deal has certainly morphed into something quite different than what was originally announced and certainly what we were expecting to see. Uh, But in the latest, uh, people who have spoken to uh, our colleagues stateside that are familiar with the matter have said that this proposal uh, will now involve the creation of this new entity called TikTok Global, which will apparently uh, include 40% U.S. venture capital uh, as well as U.S. uh, investors uh, that currently own 40% of TikTok's parent Chinese company, uh, ByteDance. Now, earlier, uh, sources had said to our U.S. colleagues that uh, the size of the the Oracle stake had not been finalized, but uh, it would likely be less than 20%, while Walmart would also take a stake less than 20%. So both potentially getting a slice of the pie here and two very uh, interesting uh, companies when it does come to a video app, as Steve pointed out there. But they do say that this will all put the full uh, US ownership of TikTok Global over half Uh, which could uh, really be crucial to getting Trump's tick of approval now because, of course, he wants to see an American company own most of TikTok in the U.S. uh, because of these concerns that he has about the user data in America ending up in the hands of the Chinese government. So CNBC sources, as you pointed out, uh, when it comes to these uh, addressing these ownership concerns, have now said that ByteDance will now plan to um, take a U.S. IPO of TikTok global uh, if Trump gives the the green light, and they say that this could further dilute the Chinese interest and and appease US officials. Now, Trump has said that his administration has spoken to Walmart and Oracle about TikTok and that they will be making a decision soon. And so hopefully that will give us some more clarity in terms of what the structure of this deal will actually look like. Because of course, as we've been reporting uh, all week, uh, this deal could see Oracle actually become the trusted technology partner and essentially become the cloud uh, provider and help TikTok work through and address some of these privacy uh, and data security issues uh, in the US. Of course, the first step was really to pass the. The test when it came to CFIUS, that is that committee led by U.S. Treasury, which actually looks into foreign acquisitions in the U.S. for any potential national security risks. And actually, people familiar uh, with the situation told our colleagues in the U.S. that CFIUS may actually be okay with this. And certainly, that is a good sign. But now... The next hurdle will, of course, be that this deal does need to be approved uh, by the Chinese government. And that uh, could certainly create uh, more complications, particularly as the the clock really is ticking now on that September 20 deadline. That is just two days away now for ByteDance to divest its U.S. operations of TikTok or face a ban uh, in the U.S. And of course, there is still this big question still about the algorithm technology, which, of course, TikTok uses to keep people engaged at in the app by actually suggesting videos based on their behavior. Now, just quickly, we're also waiting to actually see what happens with WeChat because the US uh, is expected to release regulations this Sunday which will, you know, give us some clarity on what sort of transactions uh, with the app will be banned uh, in the US. And this is an interesting one because, of course, uh, there's a huge Chinese diaspora that, you know, uses this app to keep in contact with friends, but also people in the US who use this app to do business in China. Now, earlier this week, the Justice Department in the US said WeChat users will not face criminal and civil penalties, even if the app is banned through other means. Uh, But this could be uh, significant because, of course, now the app is now in this pile of uh, all these other tech companies which are uh, now being targeted because of uh, concerns about national security uh, risks. Guys, back to you.
1: Uh, thank you very much indeed for that, Sam. So, um, there's a great piece on Reuters, uh, right. and you and I are educating ourselves all the time. In fact, anyone out there who doesn't think they're educating themselves all the mm. time needs to uh, start. Uh, What's it, was it? My wife calls it continual personal development.
0: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's CPD. Uh, that, that's what she says to you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think, <laughs> it's, to improve I think it. it's time for you Bit your, of
1: CPD, Stephen. <laughs> and this is where the <laughs> electrodes go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Um, <clears throat> Have you got a camera in my house? <laughs> anyway, so my CPD is learning about how this yeah. can uh, boost. And Melissa Fairs has done a very good piece on uh, Reuters copy. So thank you, Melissa. Um, so basically, for Walmart, a relationship with TikTok could mm. supercharge the world's largest retailer... Uh, battle against Amazon in e-commerce. so But transforming it is going to be very difficult uh, for the Bentonville, Arkansas company as well. So basically, you have all these ads in between, the short-form videos, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that don't show the short-form videos, I have enough of the dog with the blue ear yeah. and the ladies dancing around the room for children with the balloons and what have you. But in June, uh, TikTok courted advertisers with a new program called TikTok for Business, which lets brands buy ads that appear when users first open the app. Don't make ads, make TikToks, the company told advertisers, which now include Nike, eBay and mm-hmm. Colgate Palm olive as well. But my problem with this is chasing the current thing, is there's always the next thing as well. now I don't know if the next thing has already come out from TikTok, but you know, Facebook, for instance, no uh, child or no person, I should say, under the age of 25 looks at Mm. TikTok, I believe, and all the millennials in the newsroom can confirm that as well. So you're always chasing the next e-commerce hot thing as well. And I think that's quite an expensive strategy. And we saw this with a lot of the purchases. Uh, from 2000 onwards, where people think, I'll buy this because it's the hot thing. And actually, the, the migration or, or, or the generational change makes it redundant quite quickly.
0: Uh, interesting that Walmart stock got a jump. On the back of this story, Uh, Forbes has got a good write up on it as well. They talked about how uh, Walmart stock got a pop off the back of the announcement that they were looking at Tic Tac, uh, Tic Tac, Tic tic Tock. That shows your generation as well. As a way of uh, Uh, other small mints are available as a a way of improving their uh, omni channel. Access, yes. um, but the I mean, the interesting thing is the Gen Z generation at this stage. What's As Gen Z again? Remind Gen, me, is that 2000
1: Z- born 2000 or later?
0: Yeah, yeah, they're there or thereabouts, but they are still not quite coming into the what, what would be called prime consumption years, uh, by the retailers 1996
1: to 2010, they but they're born.
0: not far away, and um, they do seem to be a slightly different breed to the millennials and to the Gen X's and obviously to the boomers. And they do seem, as a very digital native group, they are almost more cynical than Gen Xers about how the internet works. And I think we know this from our own children. Well, indeed. That they look at the tracking and they reject. They look at uh, the um, voice devices My own children refused to have it in the house. I know. And I I find that remarkable because we all thought that digital connectedness was never going to go backwards. We were only going to go forwards and it would be more facial recognition, more voice analysis, more thumbprint. Print reading, but there does seem to be a bit of a pushback on this at the moment.
1: Yeah, there does. And I I use your daughters as a guide, mine mine being a bit younger, but of course, my son being of that vintage as well. Let's move on because I do want to mention the data from yesterday. Um, I know we need to look back always before we look forward. That's part of my CPD. Um, But um, did you look at the jobless claims? I thought they were okay. I thought the continuing claims were okay, but there is no great Philip. For, um, for anyone looking to capitalise on these numbers at the moment. For instance, the jobless claims came... I Look at the Asian markets while we're doing this, shall we? Did mm. this? Um, Asian markets um, looking pretty steady today as well. Uh, but the jobless claims, 860,000, a slow improvement. The prior week was upgraded to ni- by 9,000 to 893. Continuing the claims did fall, though, and that fell by, I think, 916,000 to 12.63 million. So still very big number, but uh, better than previously as well. We can look at the US market reaction to a lot of this as well. And what I've asked the producers to do... And just whiz through because I know we're probably running late already now. Uh, The Nasdaq was down 1.3%, but did you see the Russell 2K? So remember that, Nasdaq down 1.3. Now can we have a look at the Russell 2K? So week-to-date is up 3%. Week-to-date, the the Nasdaq's down 1.3. Now look, again, I'm no fool to tell you that there is a massive rotation going on, but a short-term rotation is very clear here. Russell 2K... Mid-caps, smaller caps, perhaps a few more of those valuation stocks uh, beating the growth stocks this week by around about 4%.
0: Very interesting. Credit Suisse has come out with this note yesterday. A uh, big call on the tech saying uh, time to take profits on high-flying tech as rotation into cyclicals is set to get underway. My issue with it is this labour data, because if we are going to have a return to cyclical value at this stage, surely we need to see confirmation of strong momentum broadening through the US economy. And depending on whose economic analysis you read of that jobs data, it's either steadily improving or it's disappointing and losing momentum. And I've seen both views, both takes on that individual number yesterday and the problem with that big call about tech and time to move away from growth is with 30 million people still getting unemployment benefits in the united states that's a lot of people not working in the real economy and a lot of people not working on the cyclical growth side of uh, the economic story here is it time to rotate away from growth or is this ultimately just a pullback before we see a reacceleration? And
1: do you know we've done something very interesting? We haven't mentioned COVID-19 once in our entire 20 minutes on air today as well. Mm. And there is a real concern about the number of infections, what could mean for hospital admissions and, and indeed for mortalities as well. And that could stop any move from uh, growth into value in its tracks as well. Mm. So, coming up on the show, Grenker fires back. Uh, the German leasing firm dismisses fraud allegations whilst the shares try to recoup this week's steep loss. We'll discuss next. And the podcast, Jeff. Of course, the podcast. It's a winner.
0: Uh, uh, well, there's a lot on there about Bankia. Yeah, and, and CPD.
1: And TikTok. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, make a point of checking out the Squawk Box podcast. It's a winner today. Welcome back everybody. Senior US and European officials uh, piling the pressure on the UK over Brexit amid tensions due to Prime Minister Boris Johnson's internal market bill. Special US envoy to Northern Ireland Mick Mulvaney has warned a hard border cannot be accidentally created, telling the Financial Times the Good Friday Agreement must be preserved. EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen also told the newspaper she still believed a trade deal was possible, despite the, quote, unpleasant surprise from the bill. Grenker has been put on negative credit watch by S&P amid allegations of fraud and money laundering by short-seller Viceroy Research. Wolfgang Grenker, the founder and deputy chair of the Grenker Group, hit back at the allegations and insists the group's franchise model is the key to its success. Let's pick up with Anetta So, Annette, um, we've seen blows traded on both sides here. How much progress is being made uh, as far as the regulators are concerned? Because surely uh, someone upstairs needs to be taking a closer look at both perspectives.
3: Well, we haven't heard um, progress from the regulators. What we are hearing is that also now the state prosecutors on the case, uh, the one in Mannheim, and uh, they are investigating against an unknown party. That's what we know so far. And I guess until we get more evidence from the regulators, especially Barton and the audit regulator, uh, we need to wait a little bit. First, we most likely will hear from the company today from Brent at four o'clock. There, there will be a comprehensive um, press conference or call in which they are going to address all the allegations. For now, um, only the, like, for them, most likely biggest allegations um, have been addressed. A, that the cash is actually existing and not like in the case of Wirecard, just is not there. Um, So the cash is, sitting with Bundesbank, according to Greinke, and as I was reporting yesterday, that's also what my sources are confirming. And then now yesterday in the afternoon, um, they came out with a statement by the founder of the company, Wolfgang Kranke, in which they explained the franchise system quite uh, clearly and comprehensively and also the um the system in which they are running that franchise system with different subsidiaries, so essentially they are arguing the franchise system is key to their success and also key to their growth strategy because what they do is they they enable franchise companies in various uh, countries they are not founding subsidiaries in those countries, and they m- maintain a right to then purchase them once they are uh, they have grown and they have a certain um, market uh, dominance in those countries so that's their franchise system and they are reassuring investors by that that this is not like a bogus accounting trick like we have seen that with Wirecard. so at four o'clock as i was saying today there will be a comprehensive um, call i don't know whether we can call that a press conference in which also the supervisory board um, will take play- will take part, and will explain or will address all the allegations.
0: Thank you for listening to Squawk Box Europe Express.
1: For more market-moving news, you can head to CNBC.com
2: or join us again on the show with Jeff Cutmore, Steve Sedgwick, and Karen Show weekdays on CNBC.